On this episode of Athletic Training Chat, we have a repeat with Mark DeAnza. We've been talking about doing this for quite a while, of just touching base, uh, as Mark has done more work with the Secondary School Athletic Trainer Committee on a national scale. So we finally got it recorded, so this is all about the service he's been putting in on that committee and the work they're doing. They're trying to do a lot of things to try and help provide good information to help out secondary school ATs across the country. A really great episode. Enjoyed catching up with Mark. So looking forward to everyone checking that out. As always, we are powered by Mueller Sports Medicine. They are helping us out with our Throw a Lifeline um, program we have gone. Uh, if we can reach the $200 mark to outfit the materials in the kit, Mueller will be donating the kit to send to the people that have applied and been nominated so thank you everybody for doing that uh, again you can continue to support just by listening sharing getting other people to listen and if you have the ability to uh, throw a few dollars our way to do it 100% of what you give will go directly to funding this nothing's going to any other part of the podcast but just to support this to get people what they need to do what they need to do and a lot of them are around the secondary school setting that we've seen for the applications coming in so directly applies to this episode but without further ado please enjoy this episode Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. We are back on with Mark DeAnza out in Vegas. Um, we were just talking off off air about how pretty much, I don't know if it's to the day, but at least within a week or so, of this is when we first connected uh, last year. The pandemic was just about a month old and everybody was looking for people to connect to. And uh, we had a great conversation then just about uh, not necessarily being as active in the clinical side of it anymore, but the service being really active in the service side of athletic training. And that was right before Mark um, is started his service, I believe, on, a, on the uh, National Secondary School Committee. And that is a lot of what we're going to talk about today, just about how year one of that's gone. Uh, they're doing some great uh, work over the next couple of weeks uh, with some secondary school information. I've uh, seen a lot pop up about that. So I have Mark talk about that and then ultimately just get back to talking about getting into the service side of AT when it comes to um, state associations and the national association and so on. So uh, without me continuing to ramble, uh, just want to turn it over to Mark and you know, how, how are things been going with the secondary school committee work? Yeah, well, uh, like you said, it's been about a year. And a year ago, I had actually just found out I was going to be the District 8 chair for the secondary schools committee. So I rolled on to that position officially in June at, well, was it June or July? Whenever we rolled on in June, we did the secondary school meeting. Usually it's done at NATA, transition to VNATA, which we didn't even know existed at this point last year. <laughs> right. Um, 
yeah, uh, they rolled, we did our own meeting a little bit before the VNATA went off and, uh, Chase Paulson was my predecessor from district eight. I sort of took the reins over from him and leading into that time, I was sitting in on the monthly meetings. We usually do monthly meetings, one of the last, uh, the third or fourth Wednesday of the month, um, every month and just sort of catch up and talk about the things that we should be focusing on with our, within our districts and, um, what we should be talking to uh, any state representatives about trying to push some things to help bring some light to the secondary school athletic trainers. So I rolled onto that committee in June of last year, and I think I have three years left. Something I don't know. They'll, they'll tell me when I'm done. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll tell me <laughs> when they're kicking me off of that one. And uh, yeah, we've been rolling out some cool stuff. Uh, we're just starting the secondary school sessions. This is the first. Um, it's the inaugural event that we're holding where it is a CEU event that is specifically geared towards the secondary school athletic trainer. And um, all of the topics that we are um, talking about in that will be uh, every presenter that we spoke with, we're like, hey, everything needs to always tie back to the secondary school AT, right? Because a lot of times you go to the big conventions and there's stuff about college and stuff about pro performing arts. And we're like, we need one set, one group of things that's specifically for secondary school. So for four straight Wednesdays, um, there's going to be a lecture in the morning on Wednesday mornings. And I think the coolest part about this series that we're doing is we're actually doing a follow-up on Thursday that's going to be a live one. The, record, the lectures on Wednesday are all recorded by the presenters and the sure. presenters are there in the chat to answer questions. So if people want to come in, throw a question in the chat while they're watching it on Wednesday, fantastic. The presenters should be there and should be answering. Someone should be there answering. The cool thing will be on the Thursday, the presenters and some other subject matter experts will be there and we can have a live Q&A or basically like a town hall discussion where, hey, you just saw this material yesterday for the first time. Digest it for... 24 to 36 hours because we do the presentations at eight, uh, 9 a.m. Central time, 9 a.m. Central time in the morning. And then the Thursday is at seven o'clock central time okay. in the evening. Sure. So you, you get about 36 hours to sort of digest it and then come back and talk about it again, which is something I always like doing with people after I went to a conference anyway, it was like, Hey, after we get back from the conference, let's talk about some of the sessions we sat down in and, what were your takeaways? What were my takeaways? And what questions do we still have about the topic? I think that's a great way to sort of just debrief and figure out some things that we've been learning throughout the time, because I mean, ideally we're learning at the conferences. Right, and, right. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a helpful benefit. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all sort of plays out. And that, that was kind of one of our big things that we've, we've been organizing this for about six, seven months now, we've been sort of putting this together. So that starts Wednesday, April 21st, and it goes four straight Wednesdays after that. So uh, eight or nine CEUs, I think were available to people that signed up for that. And yeah, the, the lectures will be on demand. We're not recording the live sessions, So it's kind of like a safe place to ask questions and no one's sure. going to put on blast and like, oh, someone asked a weird question. They didn't use terminology appropriately. They're, that's going to be recorded and out there forever. No, no we're not doing that. Um, just the lectures that the presenters did are recorded and you can access those um, I believe through June, you can access those. So okay. even if you didn't sign up for right away, you can always sign up now and get access to that material. Um, there are four basic themes. Uh, the first set of topics, I got the list here, so I don't mess this up. Uh, <laughs> the LG, we actually partnered up with the LGBTQ plus 
uh, advisory committee from the NATA, and they did one on uh, equitable care of the LGBTQIA plus patient and um, the development of transgender participation policies, which that is something that changes by the day. Absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, there's there is uh, some votes this past week that affected how that stuff works. And yep. um, so they talked about those things uh, that was in the first session. The next one had to do with has to do with mental health, um, reducing barriers in mental health for adolescent athletes and practical application of wellness screening for them. The week after that is going to be COVID discussion, which COVID, 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 uh, that, that is life now. And the last one is about, the last set of discussions is about diversity, equity, inclusion. So talking about microaggressions, talking about specific populations that we don't always look at. Um, one of them in particular, considerations for Muslim, Native American, and Hispanic patients. So yeah, it, it should be pretty interesting. And you don't just have to be a secondary school AT to come in and learn, but the talks will always gear back towards that overarching theme right there. So. Sure. No, that sounds awesome. And I, I totally agree with you on, you know, getting it to come back and give those practical steps. And I really like your concept of that kind of like reflect, you know, let it sit, think on it and then reflect. Cause then I feel like that's when you're probably going to get more of the action steps out of it and not just you know taking a bunch of notes it gets filed into a drawer and you find it later and be like man i should have done something about this we, we've all got that drawer in this field yeah. oh the, man the new convention man yeah well now it's a drawer in the drive that i have yep. Yep. that has all my notes from stuff in the drives and just sitting there plucking away in the keyboard as i'm as i'm in the room but yeah no we've all got that and it's like oh i wish i could revisit this like when it's still when it's digested but it's still a little fresh and just try to Try to get better at what we do. I mean, that's that's our goal every day, right? Try to get Absolutely. better. So one kind of question, and we were talking about this off air a little bit, is you know, kind of geared towards um, the AT, you know, government and service and people getting involved, and you know, change happens slowly, um, unfortunately, around a lot of topics. And so, being on the secondary school AT, you know, committee, obviously doing. A lot of work with it you know i've seen things about you know people tagging nata and things about getting more athletic trainers in high schools and you know trying to do that you know where do you see you know from your work being right there and involved you know the first off the kind of the nata but like and specifically the secondary school committee like what is the role in that like you know it's not like the nata can come down on school districts and be like you have to put an at in there because what's that going to do you know they they can obviously suggest but you're in the thick of it so how do you see like that balance between what the role and purposes of your work on these committees yeah um the one thing you learn really quick and it's, it's a question that we have to answer a lot of times or unfortunately it's an answer we have to give we can't control people being hired that that's not something nata can control that's not something secondary school committee can control we can't control who's hiring him what we can control is our advocacy and our push and our drive to give out um, information to people. So we try to put out documents regularly. Um, sometimes the NATA website, I and mean, I'll be honest, sometimes it's tough for me to find stuff, but if you go in there and you go to the professional interests and find your particular field, uh, they all have resources that are available. And the resources are there, we gotta be willing to use them. And that's 
one of the things I'm trying to get better at is showing people where these resources are and how they can potentially use them and how they can um, bring them to the stakeholders and realistically understanding who your stakeholders are. The stakeholders at a secondary school are going to be very different than the stakeholders at a university. So you, you have to figure that thing out. Um, one thing I'm learning, I need to get better with my school board. Um, mm. I, I live in Las Vegas. They're the ones that make the decisions. So, and in Las Vegas, we have one school board for the entire county. Nevada has a weird state law that every county is its own school district. So Clark County encompasses all the schools in Nevada, elementary, middle, and secondary school. So all of those have one school board. So I, I, I've been sending some messages to the school board member that sure. represents where I work, where my kid goes to school and just like, Hey, this is what national athletic training month is. We're athletic trainers. This is what we are. And you may or may not get a response, but it, you gotta, like, those are the people that realistically make the decisions because they're the ones that work on the budget and things like that. You got to figure that kind of stuff out. Right. So understanding that NATA doesn't dictate who can have jobs or who needs jobs. Like, yeah, we'd say that, yes, we'd love at least one AT at every secondary school, but realistically, that's not enough. That's not enough to provide true care. Oh, absolutely. Our patients. I mean, and that, that goes with everything. Um, even some of the smaller universities, like having two ATs for 16 sports isn't enough. Right. Having three probably isn't enough for 16. You, you really, like, if you truly want to do care and do everything that we're actually trained to do, you need a full staff. But I mean, we got to start somewhere and we got to, sort of work our way into that. So um, there's, that's one of the big things I'm learning is that we have to learn how to get these resources that we're providing out to people and teach them how to use them. We got to teach the ATs how to use them so that they can take them on their own time and work with their stakeholders and try to improve their situation. Yeah, I got, I just, I'm like a month, not even a month into being a Southwest or a representative from one of the regions within our state association cool. and already, you know, from what I've heard and trying to come up with creative ways to connect with at least like the, the region and I got to do a good job. I just got to sit down and yeah, I, I know the frustration is going to come where, you know, it's you feel like you want to do more and you're, you're laying out all these things. And yet somehow it's, it's not going to quite click with as many people as you would hope that it might. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, you just got to keep on, you got to keep on keeping on. Um, you just got to keep doing that. Uh, one thing I've learned in particular from this pandemic is it's too easy to communicate with people to not do it. Like it's way too, I and mean, you're sitting there and, wisconsin right now yep. I'm in vegas and we're here on a random wednesday afternoon talking about at stuff well i, I kind of took that concept and that idea and i started doing that with my far west group where i said hey if you're a secondary school at let's try to connect at least once a month on one of these video calls and talk about certain things bring certain topics um we actually have a meeting tonight going to talk about pass with them uh, the program assessment of sports safety and how we can start to fill that out and try to dissect it and realize it is a big, it is a big undertaking to get it going. But as you get it going, that can be something you can use to leverage. That's one of those resources that we have, like, Hey, we're lacking in this area of sports safety for our kids. Show your administrators, that kind of thing. Yep. Show your school board. Hey, the, like we got this beautiful thing that allows you to sort of see where you stand 
we're, we're lacking here. Like we're, we're missing care, the, the ability to care for our patients in these spots. So um, that's one of the things we're going to be talking about today. We talk about just pick a random topic and that's something I've started to get going with it. But like you said, not, not everyone always picks up as much as we'd like. So it's, I got, I got to figure out better ways to make that happen. For sure. I got to figure out better ways to make it make sense to people where they want to do the things that I, that the committee wants to get done and the NATA wants to get done. And hopefully we should want to get it done to improve our, improve our standing as athletic trainers in the secondary school setting. No, your point to that. And it just, you know, again, it goes back to your connection, you know, your work on this administrative side of it and, you know, all of this is, as far as I'm aware, I haven't heard of anybody that gets paid to necessarily do this unless you get to certain levels of thing. And I'm not even sure that at the highest levels, people are collecting any kind of stipend for it. But how do you, how have you seen to try and get more people interested and involved? You know, we were talking again off air, just this, this came up, comes up a lot or did um, on, you know, the, Shout out to AT Wolfpack, you know, discussions about wanting to create change and wanting things to happen and how do you get that done and can it be done outside of working on any of this administrative stuff? And again, you've been doing more of it. I'm just venturing into it because I finally decided for me, I was at a point where it made sense that if I want to have a larger positive impact, I got to go outside of just my staff and you know or the staff I worked with you know to try and get that to happen and you know obviously other channels with this but you know what have you learned and what would you share about that kind of a reiteration from what we talked about about a year ago yeah well I mean it obviously starts with wanting something better you got to say hey you know what I see and maybe you think it stinks but you, you just want it to get better you want the situation to improve a little bit. And it's like, Hey, if you want to put your hands in it, someone will let you put, get your hands dirty. There's going to be someone there, whether it starts with uh, state stuff or district stuff. Um, usually you got to do state district stuff before you get working on national stuff. But I mean, that's just because a lot of the national reps are recommended by the districts. Sure. So um, I, you, you got to, you could start state, you could start district. I always, I always tell the young, the students, especially, and, I, and it starts there as soon like get involved as a student. The more involved you are, the more connections you can specifically make. I mean, it's better and you, you can do more things as you move further in the profession. I always tell them, get involved in something. I mean, there's certain committees that, um, certain committees are more active than others. I'll say the secondary school committee is a pretty active committee. Um, that's, that's one, like, thinking about all the things I've done. I've served as Nevada state, uh, state president. I was a president elect before the state president. And then I serve on the scholarships committee and the secondary school committee now. So those are the two that I'm on now. Scholarship committee, we're busy for a month. Sure. <laughs> Scholarship applications come in. I read applications for a few weeks. I put that in. Once that's done, that, yep. I, I get going. But you know what? You get a taste of committee life. You get a taste of doing something and giving something back to the profession. And re- realistically, that one, I love that because you're making someone else's situation better. You're helping get people money to help continue their education. So that, that one's always a fun one to work with. I just started with that one a couple of years ago. Um, 
secondary school committee, that's a 12 month a year commitment. That, that, that's one where you're doing a little bit more. Um, other committees, it, it just depends on the committee and depends on what they're doing. And there, there's gonna be different things and you might find that you fit in somewhere. If you're good with social media, I'll take you on my committee right now. I need to get better with social media for my district. That's something that's been one of my goals since I got on last year. And I've had other projects where I just haven't been able to get to having the far west, um, the far west uh, social media up to where I want and where I need it. And realistically, it's non-existent right now. So um, sure. Any far west people listening right now, I don't care if you're a secondary school AT or not. If you're good with social media, I want you and I need you because that, that's a need that I have. But I mean, if you're good with social media, there's uh, our district has a PR committee. Um, yep. I can use you in the secondary school. I handle this. This most most committees have some kind of social media handle or something where they can put out information. I mean, that's that's something you can do if that's a strength of yours. You just got to figure out what you what you're interested in. I tell the young people all the time, get on the honor, uh, not the honors and awards, the history and archives committee. Mm. History and archives is all about talking to the best people in your district, the best people in your state. You're talking about the people that have been there, done that. So you're going to automatically make connections with these people if you're interviewing them or asking them things. Uh, that, that's like our, our far west one's pretty active. They're kind of like creating basically like a not a museum but they're create like they're putting all these different things together interviewing the hall of famers from our district and mm -hmm. and you go in there and you start doing that you start learning a little bit of history and understanding what went on before you got there and it gives you a little bit more of an appreciation we have the um research and grants committee that's mostly uh phd people that are doing that kind of thing but that's where they fit that's where they find themselves fitting in the young professionals committee, which is changing its name to something else. Um, career C E C A T. I got to look up the name of that one. They, they're changing the name as we speak right now, I believe, or they just changed it. But, and there's that there's COPA for people that don't work in the traditional setting for practice event, uh, committee on practice advancement, which they just had their COPA con a uh, month ago, which I heard that one went really well. Another um, good standalone CU thing just for those ATs. So there's stuff out there. You just got to figure out what you think you like and just, uh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Contact them. If you can't get a hold of a committee chair, email your state president directly, email your district director directly. Sure. I mean, that, that's realistically, if you want stuff to happen with anything or you, you want to know something, contact them. They're, they're there to talk to you. I, I mean, I when I was president, I'd always have the same couple of people would email me and talk to me about random things going on in the state. And it's like, yeah, I don't mind talking. To you. Yeah, you want to ask me what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Our director says, if you got an issue or you want to know something, contact them directly and get some response. And one, Because that holds them accountable too. Like, hey, there's people sure. watching what we're doing here and there's, there's people that are paying attention to things. Uh, so show that you're paying attention and just be active. Don't, if you just sit there, it's going to go and you might not be happy about the direction it's going. It, you, you just raise your hand and say, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm in. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people do reach out to the state and you know, district levels to have those conversations, but I also have to imagine there's quite a few that, don't 
Um, and I know that's from what I've gathered, you know, frustration um, within our own state. And I've seen it with, you know, people at the higher, you know, the national one is, you know, what are you doing? Like, well, have you asked? Like, yes, it's very important for these committees to share and be transparent. Yeah. But if you really want to know, like, it's okay to go ask and, you know, you should try, hopefully try and understand before you just start flinging things. And that's fully my approach on this first one. I've only sat in on one board of directors meeting and I think we got another one coming up in several weeks, but you know, to just sit and kind of get the lay of the land and not try and jump head in. Cause I don't know what they've been doing. And, you know, I, that's on me, but I should, you know, at least understand before I'm going to come in guns ablaze and trying to. Which committee did you join up with? So I'm on two. Actually, I'm on a committee and then I'm actually on our board of directors now. Um, So I joined a leadership committee, um, having not the slightest clue of what it actually was other than what I perceived it to be. Um, It wasn't that, but they're very open to changing it. So we're going to work on some different things with that and trying to develop some mentor mentee things within the state. Um, And then ultimately a few other things, but then our South, believe Wisconsin's broken up into four regions uh, for the board. And I threw my name in and ran against, excuse me, myself uh, to become the Southwest representative. So I became president. That puts me on the board, but I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting. We've got a big practice act thing uh, going here soon where we're actually going to try and get the physician oversight removed. Um, which would be big for, you know, just anybody, um, the opportunities that could open up for, you know, anybody that's an entrepreneur. Wow. It could be big time. So now I get to have a front row seat to that. And that's ultimately what I was looking for because I want to be a part of those positive changes and see what I can do. If there's anything I can bring to the table to help get those things done. So um, yeah, it'll be really interesting. And now here's the thing. If someone has a problem with what you're doing, they need to email you because once they email you, they create a written receipt. Then they can be accountable for, hey, I contacted this person. They aren't making changes. Here's when I contacted them, what time, what date, all of that. I mean, that's that's how we hold our leadership accountable. We got to talk directly to them. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. You got to ask them to do specific things and hopefully the change goes. I mean, I'm here to be a representative of the district eight athletic trainers. Yep. So I, I want to do my best to make sure I'm representing all of them. And if they have an issue with something the secondary school committee is doing, they need to bring it to me and my job and my position is to bring it to the national board or to our, if it's a district issue, bring it to our district managing board and say, Hey, this is, this is a problem we're seeing in this district. How can we try to fix this? What can we do to make this better for our population? Because the people I'm representing are telling me that this isn't working well for them. So, and, and that's hopefully in an ideal world, that's how it works. And it goes sort of back and forth. It's a two way street between the members and the people that are serving on those committees. So what have you done? This is somewhat asking selfishly, but also just for everybody else to hear um, to connect with all of those people you are representing. Like, have you, specifically reached out or tried to create more engagement because i know that's another one that has been talked about just within ours is that the, the engagement doesn't always come back and i will be the first one to admit that you know 
you know, voting numbers are usually not awesome across a lot of areas. And, you know, that, that, that can be for anything. Um, Cause you're never going to get a hundred percent of the vote. It just won't work. But that was for me, you know, again, if I want to have a say or my opinion and things, I probably got to actually engage back. But what have you done to reach out to those that you're representing to try and create that and let them know that you do want that feedback and that input because that makes ultimately what you do probably easier because now you're not just taking a, your best guess at what res, represents the overall group. Um, yeah. So like I said, the biggest thing, the thing I started and started this a uh, few months ago, we started doing the monthly meetings with the quota membership where we come in and we st- like I said, we'll talk about a specific topic and then a lot of times we'll have a little social time afterwards and talk about what's going on. Uh, try to make myself available through that. Uh, I've created a mailing list, which I haven't gotten as many people on my list as I want, but that's through our Far West newsletters. Uh, we put out newsletters every few months and I always try to put some kind of little blurb in like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is where we're at. Uh, please contact me if you want to be on the mailing list and you're not there already, contact me so I can get you in so we can co- talk a little bit more directly. And that's where I put out that shameless plug that my next goal as we're moving into the second year of me working on this is getting onto social media and being a lot more active with that. That's where we're just reading because that's, that's how people are communicating. That's, that's just, it's a quick, fast way to get the information out there. Instead of waiting a month and a half for the next newsletter, I can put out 280 characters or whatever and get some information out to the membership really quickly. So I think that'll be powerful. I need someone else to do that because I'll be honest, I do social media. I'm not always the best. I'm not the best wordsmith if you haven't noticed <laughs> by now. Uh, sometimes I stumble over words here and there. I, instead of spelling the T-H-E, I spell a T-E-H. And I, I'm, I'm just rolling. I took autocorrect off the phone because I kept converting certain words. I didn't want it to convert. Sure, so, sure. <laughs> so now I get some of those spellings. Like I have to constantly tell myself, hey, look over it before you hit send again. Like just one more time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So that's where I'm like, hey, I need to. I recognize that as a weakness of mine and I need someone that's way better than me and someone that can be way more active because I mean, we all have lives, we all have stuff we're doing. And if I get someone just to be social media czar for the secondary school committee, that would be amazing. I think that would be a good way to connect a little quicker and faster. Uh, That's sort of where we're at so far. And after that, then I got to figure out our next, next task. I have, Talk to the talk to the membership and see what they want from me. Yep. See, see what more they want. Do they want more? Maybe they don't want to see me as much as they're seeing me. Maybe they don't want to hear from me as much as they're hearing from me. I mean that that that's a possibility too. And if that's the case, I'm trying to serve them the way they want to be served, like that. Absolutely. That's, that, that's where we're rolling with it. So, I think that leads to a lot of good ideas and things that I gotta work on here in the near future to uh, get going myself. So appreciate the insight Uh, it's it's too easy to communicate and with the secondary school i always one thing i always hear from secondary school ats is they feel like they're on an island a lot of times because most places are one at if there's an at all it's just one as opposed to multiple so if we can work on coming together more often and getting in groups of secondary school people i think that takes you off of that island a little bit and allows you allows you to understand that there's other people out there that are doing the things that are you, you're doing. And that, that's something I learned when I was uh, state president for Nevada. And the first time I went to the state advisories, 
State Association Advisory Committee, SAAC, from NATA. I went to that meeting, and it's like you're in, like I, I, I talked to California. California is tough to talk to in Nevada because California is three thousand something athletic trainers. Nevada has two hundred. Uh, Hawaii is about the same size as us, but Hawaii is a whole different ball game too, because they have different systems set up in that state. When I went to that SAAC meeting the first time, six, seven years ago or so, I met other states that were kind of in a similar position as Nevada. It's like, holy crap, I'm not alone out here. I felt like I, w- I was taken off the island and started connecting. And that's something where I wish I mean, I-, I need to maintain those connections a little bit better. I'm not president of Nevada anymore. So don't need to as much, but there are other states that are in that same position. So as you get into with Wisconsin, move up further in leadership, there's that come at, that that session at NATA is probably one of my favorite ones I've ever gone to. Yeah. Is as is a state leadership forum. Uh, that that's a good one when you get that invite to start doing those because you start meeting other people and talk, just bouncing ideas off each other, hear stuff. There's a couple. Uh, there's like usually four or five presentations throughout the day. Um, there's social time where you can talk amongst each other and talk about different things that you guys are doing in the state. And it, it's a good way to get off the island. The communication is super duper important to being social and working with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to your point earlier, um, of all the bad that has come out of COVID that this the communication and the I feel like it's almost eliminated the excuse um of oh well I mean we just you know I'm not going to be able to travel or I'm not going to see you like you've run a virtual convention it, it, it can get done um and will probably only continue to refine and I don't think the, the in-person things are going to go away but I could see a lot of them potentially switching because it's just more cost effective. Like you guys are doing, you know, the on-demand option, you know, for people to be able to catch up on the stuff, even if they weren't there right in the moment, you know, working around jobs and different things. It'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you that the communication bit is going to. I think that was the best part about VNATA was being able to revisit things Either sure. you watched them once and you want to revisit them again, or if you could, if there was two things on at the same time you wanted to see, it's recorded somewhere. I mean, that's going to change the way conventions are done from here on out. I mean, I don't think there's ever not going to be that component. I hope not, because that's that's a good component. Yes. I hope conventions live, they'll come back. And I need some social time. I need, I need uh, absolutely I need the face to face. That's I've got a long list of people I want to have a beer and napkin meeting with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we've connected with over this last year. What, what, what we got Philadelphia, uh, Philly won't run dry, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of conversation <laughs> with ours in Philly. I am looking forward to that one. Yeah, a little disappointed Orlando didn't happen, but I mean, I, I get we're, we're still we're still in there. I mean, yep. cases are still rolling. Uh, yeah, it, it happens. So uh, we gotta 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 do what's best. I mean, yeah, as healthcare providers, we gotta set an example. Like, hey, this is this is how we need to roll and what we need to do. Um, I had a thought and I just went blank on it. I don't know. You got me thinking about beer. No, my, 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 my bad. My bad. It's all right. Just getting thirsty here. <laughs> well, anything else around the secondary school committee work you're doing, uh, where it's going in the future, you've kind of referenced it a little bit uh, within your district, um, but maybe on the national level before we jump into 
a slightly amended version of the AT chat questions? Uh, nothing I can really think of at the moment. Just know that we're meeting every month. We're talking. And if you want to know what we're talking about, contact us, contact your state, contact your district representative and ask them, Hey, what's going on in the committee? What can I do for the committee? And what, what can I do to help push things you guys are trying to get across to help make this better for everybody? I mean, that, that's the biggest thing is let's work together. Let's work together as opposed to against each other. That that's, that's where I want it to be and what I'm hoping for. I couldn't agree more with that. And I feel like as a profession, we tend to get in our own way when we've got, you know, we've got plenty of obstacles and things to get done outside of the profession. And yet we still seem to, at times rightfully so, but at times just for the sake of getting on each other to, to do that. Um, and some of it's the same things we've been arguing about for 20 years. Absolutely. Yep. Which is unfortunate. I, I hope some of those things like, hey, we need to do better with certain things. Right. We need to do better with diversity, equity, and go like that's something we absolutely need to do better with. And we need to continue doing better with that. Um, we're not switching the name. <laughs> we're going to be athletic trainers. Like that's, that's where we're at for the foreseeable future. Uh, but yeah, like some of the very fair point. <laughs> some, of the, some of the same arguments. Like, well, let's focus on care. Let's focus on people and being good humans. I mean, that's, yep. that, that's where I want to see us roll. So I like it. All righty for the slightly amended version. Let's roll. So where do you see the secondary school athletic training going in the next five to 10 years? I'd like to see us focusing more on care and using that as um, the talking point with our stakeholders. We need to start talking about care of athletes and we need to make stakeholders understand this is about healthcare and it should not be a luxury for patients. It should be the, it should be the expectation. And if that means we need to get one, at least one AT in a school, fantastic. That's not care yet. We need right. to get to multiple. And that's something uh, um, Tony Hunter down in Georgia got me on, in on yep. this. He, he does better than anybody with that discussion. You and I have a good discussion about care versus coverage. That's your man right there. But I mean, that that's where I want to see it going. And that's something I want to help push. Absolutely. And I'll always give him credit for that one because he, he opened my eyes to that whole I, he didn't uh, yeah, he opened my eyes to that idea and that's something I'm like, yeah, that needs to be in our forefront. And that's where I want to see us going in the next five years. Yeah, I feel like that's a push, especially in any athletic setting. Um, that's one that I've dealt with in more so even this spring and um it, it's it's everywhere um, and we have more than one at we have more than two you know where the staff we had was okay you know in terms of numbers but not to the expectations that were put on us and trying to understand that coverage is not really the maximization shouldn't be acceptable it, it and we, we need to talk to we can do that much more <laughs> yeah so if you could go back before you got involved in all your AT committees and the different governance um, and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Talk less. Ooh. 
Care to elaborate or is that, that wait, just wait? That, that made the point. I just want to give you the yeah. opportunity. Process things a little bit more before you decide to say something. Think about the words you say a little bit more. Words matter. So just, and I guess that, that's just me as a human. <laughs> like, be more conscientious of the words that are coming out of your mouth or through your thumbs. Well said. Um, what has been the most influential resource that you've come across in working in the secondary school committee specifically? Oh, wow. The most influential resource? Um, I would probably, there's, I've been reading a, reading a lot more books lately and reading a lot more books about a lot of different topics, about the diversity stuff, trying to educate myself a little bit more on that, uh, about leadership stuff, trying to figure out more of that. So I, and all, all the books I've been reading in the past year, um, I, I would say those have changed the way I'm thinking about things and are changing the way I'm trying to act as a person and as a professional and in everything I'm trying to do and the person I want to become and the person I want out there so um just a lot, a lot of books reading, reading a lot more books on diversity now I'm, I'm trying to be better with that that's something and i'm not perfect but i'm trying to get a better grasp and understanding of the challenges of some groups i'm trying to help with removing some of those challenges and we want to push some of that stuff forward um i want to i learning about more equity and fairness like uh, that's something i just sort of took for granted for a long time and i'm trying to open my eyes about that kind of stuff so i mean any of the things i've been reading recently there's a whole list of those books everywhere pick one and start somewhere and just start opening your mind a little bit and understanding that there are different ways to do things in the ways you've always known and be willing to change and that, that's sort of all of those resources. Um, I have to go through my Audible library right now. Is I was going to say, you got any specific recommendations? Um, I know you threw one out to me, and I'm blanking on the name of it a while ago. It was right after I had finished uh, yeah, How to Be Anti-Racist. How to Be Anti-Racist is yep. a great one. That, that was a good one. Uh, just finished Can't Be Neutral on the Moving Train. Um, medical apartheid that should be like mandatory reading because I, I did not I knew some of those stories but I did not know all of those stories and understand the extent to which um, that stuff was going on with different things so you want to talk about race uh, extreme ownership for the leadership stuff that's that one was eye-opening too and just sort of thinking about how you interact with people I mean I, I take that to how I interact with my students now like Am I allowing them to be independent? Am I allowing them to do things? And if they're not learning, it's probably my fault. So, um, and just all of those kinds of things, just I'm trying to take in as many resources as I can. And I'm probably not doing enough as we speak, but like I'm a work in progress, like, like all of us. So um, trying to get better and trying to, trying to understand other people's perspectives a little bit better and trying to be more sensitive to other perspectives. Absolutely. If you could go and change or eliminate a th one thing, uh, could be, we'll just say a common practice or maybe a mindset in the secondary school, specifically um, athletic training setting, what would that be? There's only one way to do things. People always think their way is the right way. 
it may be in the one specific scenario, but in another scenario it may not be. So, I mean, as we, we sort of know this, people always say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, there might be a time when certain things need to happen a certain way. So um, be flexible, be willing to think about every situation individually and what, what is the best care in that specific scenario for that specific patient. Like, just, just be open and willing. And again, bring, bring out the care mindset. It should always go back to the care of the athlete. That, that always needs to be our number one. Right. Anything else. And that, that's something I'm working on. So, yeah, I've, I've adopted personally a lot more the just the concept of it depends because it, it, it always does. It, it, it's it's all situational. Um, I'm going to plug him. Um, Dr. Matt Coots, who we interviewed a couple episodes ago with his contextual intelligence. I'm about a third of the way through that book. And it seems like such a simple concept, but it just doesn't seem to be a plenty in that each thing is going to be different and you can't apply. There's some basic principles. Sure. That might be able to go across for people to build off of, but it's just not the same and you, you can't compare everything to everything all the time. Um, unfortunately. So well said. Yeah. It it does depend. It always depends. Yep. Um, I stole that from Stu McGill or borrowed it from Stu McGill. The, back the back researcher and everything and you'd always preface it with this is going to drive you nuts because people try and ask a very generic question (laughs) which i understood what they were asking but he couldn't answer it that way because it it is so individualized and whatnot so yes um lastly what does being an athletic trainer serving the secondary school group mean to you Mm-hmm. With that, well, I mean, talking about serving the athletic, other athletic trainers in the district, I would say it means I have to try to model and be a good example for what I want to see in them. And I have to sort of uphold that and hold me accountable. If I'm doing something that's not good, call me and tell me. Shoot me an email. And t- shoot me an email. It's a written record of it. But uh, let, let me know. And um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm trying to represent all the patients and all the ATs in, in a positive way, trying to make sure I'm putting care before everything else and trying to make sure we're doing things the right way. So that, that's try, try to do things the right way all the time. It's something I've been thinking more and more about over the last year or so, year, a couple of years. I mean, I always try to do things the right way, but now like that's the focus is do things the right way, treat people good and Try to be a good human. Just as simple as that. I'm trying. I'm I'm with you. It's perfectly said, and a lot of it should come back down to that. Yeah. Um, Kind of in closing, then, if people wanted to connect with you, um, especially if they're within your district and want to give you feedback, um, or just in general, what would be the best way for people to do that? Uh, You can find me on Twitter. I'm just check before we got on here uh, at M-A-R-K-D-A-T-C. No spaces, no nothing, Mark D-A-T-C. If you want to email me, feel free to email me, M-A-R-K.J.D-A-N-Z-A at gmail.com. Mark J, Mark.J.Danza at gmail. 
you can always find me there. Um, I'm in, I'm in D8. If you go to the D8 website, you can figure out how to email me on there. If you go to committees, you can, uh, for wada.d8.org, uh, there's a way to connect to all the committee chairs. So that's another way you can do it. But yeah, I'm around. People, Perfect. People, I mean, ho hopefully I gave you guys enough options. But yeah, if you ever want to connect and call, my cell phone's in the signature. When I email you back, shoot me a call. I'm happy to talk, happy to take some time out and figure out how I can get better at what I'm doing. And if you need help, hopefully I can help you get better at what you're doing. That's, that's what service is all about, right? Trying to help people out. So. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and getting this to work out. It was great to connect again. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, well, if not before then, whenever we can in person here. Um, and we'll take it from there. Sounds great. Always good talking to you, Joel. All right. Thanks.